finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It happened already. It didn't take long. I have to say, uh, we all predicted it. I don't want to, you know, boast and brag, but we predicted it. Uh, Kamala Harris made it to Poland. She made it to uh, the border of Poland and uh, and Ukraine, and she embarrassed us. She embarrassed herself. She embarrassed us all. She, uh, I guess it was uh, an easy call, but she laughed uncontrollably at a most inopportune time and she left the world wondering what the hell, what could she possibly do there to make the situation better? It just gets worse and worse. We got the new numbers on inflation. And let me just say they, uh, last time they were this bad. Uh, what was I doing? I was, uh, I was at UMass. I was having a good time and uh, Ironhead wasn't born yet. It is grim. They're bombing maternity hospitals, at least we think they are in Ukraine. We're never quite sure, but they're bombing uh, maternity hospitals, which is bad, but they haven't got to the uh, chemical and biological research facilities yet. Uh, You thought things were, uh, just wait a day. If you think things are bad in Ukraine, wait a day. Uh, It's not all bad though. Nancy Pelosi had a conversation on the phone, a long long conversation with Zelensky and all I'm going to say, hasn't that poor man suffered enough? He has to spend time on the phone with our 81 year old uh, pickled speaker of the house. You're not going to believe what she said to him and admitted to the world. It is bizarre to say the least today. Big day, Jussie Smollett. Juicy Smollett, as Dave Chappelle calls him, will be sentenced. And I have, uh, and, and, and Tiger Woods is nominated into the Golf Hall of Fame, which I'm okay with, but his daughter wants to nominate him in the Dad Hall of Fame. And that seems a little bit much. And Harvey Weinstein, I know he's a big hero of yours, uh, Ironhead. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He thought things, you thought things were bad for Harvey as he sits in a uh, Las L.A. jail, it's getting worse. The poor guy's in tr- – we will, we will give you the details on uh, Harvey's latest predicament and a lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, if you have not seen it or heard it yet, just be prepared to cringe. It's funny. I knew she was, I knew there were a few hours ahead of us over there. I knew she was there. And when I got up today, all I did was say, let's, let's find out what Kamala laughed at. What, what did Kamala laugh at and just how inappropriate was it? And that's not the worst of it. You know, when you watch her, this is a this is a real job. I mean, normally she is just this useless, uh, you know, hood ornament for uh, for Joe for the Biden regime. Just look at us. We have a woman of color. You know, aren't we advanced? Aren't we progressive? And as we've seen for the last you know year and a half, she has been an absolute disaster in every front on every assignment she's had. And they somehow decided sending her to Poland and Romania was a good idea. She's not, at least I haven't seen her greeting refugees yet. She will. And that will be a disaster. She did a uh, appearance, a press conference. I guess, I guess you got no choice. You have to do a press conference 
with your counterpart. I don't know. Do you, can you find out who this guy is and what, what his title is for me, Craig? Because she does a, a joint press conference with this guy. And he just, I think he's just looking over at her like, you got to be kidding me. This, this is the, the, the answer from the United States, the once mighty United States. I think that's a theme today and a theme almost every day is the rest of the world looking at us, looking at this once shining city on a hill and saying, what the hell happened to the leader of the free world? What happened to that beacon of hope, the United States? They send this absolute, uh, this, this, this buffoon here, and she just laughs. She just shakes her head. Her words are empty. She's got, she's, she's not very bright. She's just, uh, she's lazy. She's never prepared. And they look at her and they say, what, 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 what? this is the best you got. This is who you send here to make us feel better, to reassure us. I mean, I think she actually said that they were adding an additional 50 billion in aid for Ukraine, which seems awfully generous. She was wrong. I think it's 50 million. It's 14 billion. And we can get to that. We can get to this new pork barrel bill. If you, yeah, I think today might be one of the most discouraging days for hardworking, taxpaying American citizens. Inflation is through the roof. Highest inflation in since 1982. How long goes that? 40 years? Yes. 40 years. All by design. This is part of the plan for the Biden regime to destroy America as we knew it, as we know it, and build back better. That's the plan. You have that. You have war in Ukraine. You have reports of chemical and biological research facilities. We can get to that. It's one of the lamest, most uh, transparent setups you've ever seen. We'll get to the question and answer with Marco Rubio and Victoria Newland, uh, and you tell me if they're not setting us up for something. But the, but then but then we have and and we also have Nancy Pelosi third in line for the office of the president, an absolute rum-soaked, pickled old woman, completely incoherent, completely out of it, talking to Vladimir Zelensky for 45 minutes. Now, I don't know about you, Craig, but I don't think I've talked to someone on the phone for 45 minutes since, I don't know, my first girlfriend in high school. Mm. You know, you took the I took the phone with the cord and you, like, went in the bathroom and shut the door on the cord so you could have a little privacy. Yep. And just talked, you know, like about nothing with my, my girlfriend when I was, you know, 16. 45 minutes, this poor bastard who's hiding from Russian missiles and Russian and Chechnyan assassination teams is forced to spend a good chunk of his day talking to this incoherent, babbling old lady from San Francisco. I'm sure... You know, she just promised in the world, we're going to send you billions and billions and billions. But they were going to do that anyway. They they voted on a bill that's like 2,000 pages long that nobody read to just give money to everyone, gender equity for everybody. It's scandalous what's happening in Washington right now. Truly scandalous. But we'll get to Nancy's explanation and what she said to reassure Zelensky. Uh, but we got to start with Kamala. Kamala's at the border. She's in Poland, I believe. She's at a press conference at the podium. Someone asks a really good question, very uh, uh, detailed question about the situation. And then what does Kamala do? She laughs. She laughs inappropriately. She laughs uncontrollably. Uh, Do we know who the guy is that's uh, up there with her? The president of Poland, Andrzej Duda. That's the president of Poland. This this guy, I'm sure he's accomplished. I'm sure he's he's bright, smart, hardworking, and he just must be looking and saying, "Oh my God, what happened to the country that gave us Ronald Reagan? They gave us this this uh, identity politics hire, you know, this quota hire, who is only there for two reasons. She's a woman of color because her." Uh, one of her parents' ancestors came from India, I believe, the other from Jamaica. That's important. And she's from Canada, and she does not have a penis. So we pick her 
And now she's on the front lines at the biggest, uh, the, the most urgent, the most desperate, dire situation this country's faced, this world has faced in decades. But uh, do we have the question too? We need the question because it's a good question. And you got to watch and say, as you're, as you're listening to the question, you're saying, what's she going to say? That's what stupid, idiotic, uh, you know, superficial, shallow, vacuous, vapid thing is she going to say? And if you guessed, she's going to make some, I don't know. I don't know if it's a joke or just a crack and then just laugh, just laugh as you have millions of refugees coming over the border and maternity hospitals on fire and civilians being killed in the street and biological research facilities being uh, secured. We hope this is the reaction you get from our, our vice president. Go ahead and play it, Greg. I wanted to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, so this time. Szanowna pani redaktor. So, okay, now we go on to his answer in uh, uh, Polish, I guess. What was that? A friend in need? Is that? I don't even understand the the, the relevance. A friend in need? What do you remember? Friend in need? God, we can't be sending her to these places. That, I mean, that the world is watching. There are hundreds of millions of people probably watching that cut today from around the world, including in, in Moscow. And they're just saying America is a rudderless ship. This vapid, this, this dim-witted vapid person is representing the, the, the greatest hope for the world. United States, will the United States, you know, what will they do? How will they intervene? Will they, uh, you know, initiate talks. Uh, will will they pressure Russia to to making a making a deal? Will there be a ceasefire? And we got her going. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Oh God, I don't know why I let it bother. I guess she should be cutting ribbons. It's some new whatever new Green New Deal, a new uh, solar panel factory in Topeka. That's what she should be doing. She should not be in. Poland with the president of Poland. I can't believe that, that this is. This you got to give it to her though. That was a, that was a pretty subtle deflection. I, I, I can't, uh, we got, we got a little problem. You're all staticky. As I sit here and I try to, to hear you, it's all static. And yeah, uh, you make a, some kind of adjustment for me so I can sure. hear you clearly. You keep talking. I'll come right back. All right. Let's, uh, we, we will fix that and we'll get to, uh, we will get to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we all will, at least, at least I've been saying for a, a year that Joe Biden is not going to make it three more years. That's unlikely. Yeah, we got sound from him today where he looks older and f- and more frail than uh, than ever. And you look at it, you say that that's just not possible for him when he hits 80 next year and 81 to be to hold up in this most demanding job. And it is scary to think that that woman that we just played, that cackle and fool is going to be our 47th president. I think it's inevitable, but it is scary. You know, what's even scarier that if for some reason Kamala can't do it, I don't know, physical, emotional, mental of some reason, and which wouldn't surprise anybody if Kamala can't handle the pressure of that job, which she obviously cannot. The next in line would be our Speaker of the House, who gets about 17,000 votes from her radical uh, district in San Francisco and somehow ascended to the third 
uh, most, well, you know, perhaps the most powerful position in the country, but clearly she's third in succession for the office of the presidency. So that's what would happen if Kamala Harris can't do it. Biden obviously can't do it. Kamala can't do it. You, you, you would be talking, we would be talking about President Nancy Pelosi. How freaking scary is that? I guess, I guess it's no scarier than President Kamala Harris or hell, even President Joe Biden. But if you were, uh, if you're just following the war, if you're just following all the developments, you see, oh, that's interesting. Nancy Pelosi had a phone call with uh, Zelensky. Now, Zelensky, I'm thinking, is a very busy man. Zelensky doesn't have time to change his clothes. He wears the same olive-colored shirt every day and a jacket, same color jacket over it, which looks cool. It makes him look, you know, young and virile and ready for the fight. But he's changing locations. He's doing press conferences. He's making statements. He's he's trying to uh, fend off Russian assassins. He's trying to dodge the missiles that are coming in fast and furiously. I'd say... Uh, I'd say Zelensky's a busy man. I'm going to guess he doesn't have a lot of time. He's probably hasn't been, you know, keeping up with his favorite TV shows or watch, spend a lot of Netflix time on Netflix. He probably hasn't uh, seen, you know, Dancing with the Stars lately, which he used to be on, which he was on, the Ukrainian version of Dancing with the Stars. If you haven't seen it, Google it. It's kind of hilarious. But spends 45 minutes with our Speaker of the House, and you're thinking, well, He's begging for money. He's begging for help and planes and everything else, uh, missiles. And maybe he was. But imagine being Zelensky and taking your time, talking to a very, very important person. And she gets to the part about Billie Jean King. Now, you, Craig, you asked me this morning, uh, who is she, a tennis player? <laughs> I'm like, Just making sure. She used to be. She used to be a tennis player. She's not anymore. She's an old activist. You know, she was a she was ahead of her time. She was a, a lesbian activist years ago, years and years ago. It, it would be one thing, I guess, if she said, "I was talking to uh, I know, some celebrity who's who's active in these things." I was talking to you know Sean Penn, who was over there you know, on the front lines doing some kind of documentary of, or I was talking to, even if she said, you know, LeBron James wishes you the best or Tiger Woods. So we'll get to Tiger. No, our bizarro, uh, uh, octogesarian, I can never say that word. Octogesarian, 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 our 81 year old, absolutely rum soaked uh, speaker of the house says, Oh, by the way, President Zelensky, Billie Jean King says hi. Billie Jean King says hi. And then she admits it to the world. Let's let's listen to uh, Nancy Pelosi, and then we'll try to fix our technical difficulties. Go ahead. In fact, when I spoke to President Zelensky, I said, Billie Jean King sends you her regards and wants to know how she can help in an event. All right, uh, we need to we need to take a break here, uh, Ironhead, and see if we can fix this. Uh, it's very staticky. Um, do you want to? Yeah, we'll take a any break. ideas for me. You're the. Uh... We'll be right back. All right, you you got to tell me. I mean, first of all, you didn't even know who Billie Jean King was because you're young and you're dumb, but that's okay. I know, I know who, she, who is. she is. She's the one that went against McEnroe. I do know who she is. <laughs> no, she went against Bobby Riggs. Whatever. Some it guy. Was the biggest sporting They made a movie out of it. Bobby Riggs was an old guy. He's probably dead, but he, you know, he was a... It was all an act, but he pretended he was a big male chauvinist and men could be women, so they had a match, and I believe Billie Jean won, but you know what? It was rigged. Bobby Riggs versus uh, Billie Jean King was rigged. She got to use those side lanes, you know, on the tennis court, but he didn't. So, you know, they gave her a little advantage and she won. And that's wonderful. He seemed obnoxious and nobody cared. It was a big, I believe it was called Battle of the Sexes. It was a big deal. She was a big deal. Uh, let's look it up. Let's look it up, find out when that was. I'm going to guarantee you it was before, um, before Zelensky was born. Uh, and, 
before you were born. Hell, I was just a little kid, Se- I believe. The September Battle of the 20th. Sexes. September 20th, 1973. <laughs> yeah. 1973. 50, almost 50, 49 years ago, Billie Jean King was a big deal. Now, I don't want to get uh, bugged. It doesn't probably matter at all, but how, how pathetic do we sound as a country when Kamala Harris is on the front lines, cackling, laughing hysterically at nothing, and... Vladimir uh, Vladimir or whatever is uh, uh, President Zelensky has a conversation 45 minutes according to her although maybe she doesn't even maybe she just made that up 45 minutes I assume some of it was spent talking about planes and missiles and MIGs but then she says what's her exact word Billie Jean King sends her best or something is more or less there that? to help if you need it if you need it, if you need some uh, old lady uh, tennis player, you know, Vlad, uh, Mr. Zelensky, president, if you need some help from Billie Jean King, she's here. She's here to help. What the hell is that? And I, uh, she's 78 years old. She's, she looks every day of it too, by the way. And even if she were in a, even if it was Serena Williams, even if it were a no, Novak Djokovic, <laughs> What the hell relevance does that have? I know it doesn't matter. I know she's just an incoherent, alcoholic old lady. But in the middle of the most urgent, desperate moment on the planet, on planet Earth in, in years, she's sending her best from Billie Jean King. I'm going to keep looking for the reason for this because I don't really get it other than she's, you know, she's drunk and she's incoherent and she's old and she's senile. But man, those, those are your uh, headlines, your, your, uh, your top stories from World War Three, from the war zone. Your top stories are Kamala Harris cackling like a little girl and Nancy Pelosi uh, sending Billie Jean King's regards to Zelensky as he's trying to uh, stave off this invasion, save his life, save his country, avoid World War Three. He must have been like, what? I mean, I guess there's an interpreter involved. What did the interpreter say? Check this for me. Somebody look this up. Who is Billie Jean King and why are we talking about her? Why am I talking about her? All right, we'll, we'll move on. I, there's no explanation. There's no logic. There's no common sense here. It's just further embarrassment for the once great United States. I don't think, you know, the downfall of the world power of the city on a hill, I don't think the downfall happens overnight. But man, if it did, last night was a big night. A big night if you're rooting against the United States, which a lot of people are, which a lot of uh, people in the Biden regime, that's what they, they don't, they want to tear down and rebuild it. And this is where we are right now. We are in the middle of, we are on the brink of World War Three, and we have uh, a Speaker of the House, a very powerful woman saying, uh, Billie Jean, what about, uh, you know, uh, Martina Navratilova? <laughs> she sent her best. I mean, honestly, there's tennis players from Eastern Europe. Maybe one of them wants to send her best, but, uh, and someone else at what point does Zelensky say, I have more important things to do? I don't want to be rude, but this is insane, what we're doing right now. This is nuts. You can smell the red uh, wine through the phone. <laughs> no kidding. They always say she drinks vodka, and maybe she used to drink Russian vodka, and maybe she's done her part for the uh, for the war effort. She switched to Tito's. Now, that would, that's American-made. She wouldn't like that. Right. Maybe you're right. Maybe she switched to Grey Goose or red wine, or uh, Belvedere, or some other vodka. But that woman, the one who was rubbing her hands together when the president, when President Biden talked about pits, death pits, and and veterans with cancer, and she got up and her teeth were falling out. She's entrusted with uh, reassuring our ally as bombs are dropping on the maternity ward. See, here's what I do, and everybody does now. You. You, and we talked about it a lot, about the propaganda, the spin from both sides. This is the first, you know, social media war. This is uh, the first war uh, that we've seen, you know, cell phone video from everywhere. Although, you know what I need? I need some more video of the convoy. The Russian convoy we heard was 40 miles long. It was going to surround Kiev. 
and it's still going. It's like, it's like you trying to get to work, just stuck in traffic, going nowhere. We heard about Russian soldiers rigging, booby trapping their own vehicles because they don't want to get to Kiev and kill women and children. What? I mean, it's the slowest moving convoy. You could have walked faster from the uh, Belarus border to uh, Kiev. We don't know what's going on with that. Everyone says once they get, you know, the right jets and the right armaments, they could take out the convoy. I'm not so sure, but we don't have a lot of video from that. But we do have video from a maternity hospital. And I'm not, I know, I know people are going to say it's spin and they're trying to win the hearts and minds and you got to be skeptical. You don't know what to believe. We can see the women, the pregnant women, women in labor. There's one woman coming down the stairs. She looks like she's 12 months pregnant. Her face is all bloody. They are targeting civilians. They're killing civilians. That's clear. That's, you know, a war crime. Not sure that matters. You know, it's like, Oh, good. Uh, that means uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. He's in trouble now. He's committing more crimes. I, I don't think he cares. But the question is, as you watch that, is this, I don't know whether it's spin from uh, Ukraine trying to get the world involved here, trying to get us to sympathize with them, and we certainly are, or maybe this is what Russia wants. Maybe what what's happening with, you know, at this maternity hospital all blown up and these poor pregnant woman trying to run for safety and babies dying. Maybe that's what Putin wants because he wants us involved, because he wants World War III. And if you see this, you no longer ask, you know, is he, is he evil? Is he, uh, obviously, I don't, know wh- I don't know whether he's crazy. I don't know whether he has a... Uh, you know, this apocalyptic death wish where he wants to go out in a blaze of glory, but it's, it's real. They're killing civilians. They're, they're killing babies. And that's designed, at least from the Ukrainian's perspective, to get us involved. But maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the goal of Putin also. Look at the carnage. Look, it breaks your heart. You see people on TV and, and you know, on social media all day saying, we got to do something. Look at this. They're killing kids. Well, if you're targeting civilians, your goal, I guess your goal is to put the fear of God into to the country, to the, to the people of Ukraine. But it isn't also to get their allies, to get Ukrainians allies, including the United States, more involved. Mm. Is that what Putin wants? And if it is, that is frightening. You're talking about a man with nukes who is and a man who will who has chemical weapons, a man who's used, who's killed civilians in the past in, in Chechnya and in Syria. He's killing civilians again. And if he's trying to get the U.S. involved, get NATO involved, and maybe his goal is indeed a world war. And who knows? He's evil. He's evil. He's killing kids. What do you expect? The idea that he'll stop, he'll stop because, you know, he's a human being and he doesn't want to die and he doesn't want to destroy his country. I think we've gone past that point. He does want that. He's evil. He doesn't care about his place in the world community. He doesn't care about getting invited to the next Olympic Games or going to the next G20 meeting and shaking hands with, you know, Macron and Trudeau and Boris Johnson. Those That ship has sailed. He doesn't care. He's almost 70. He's never getting back in the good graces of the rest of the world. That makes it even scarier. And if you missed this yesterday, it's the new, it's, it's the new narrative. And by the way, the new debate, we're not sure, you know, what this all means, but there was a hearing before the Senate, this Victoria Newland, she's the assistant secretary of state. She's in charge of Ukraine. She's corrupt as they come. She was a Russian hoaxer. You know, she's been in, uh, up, you know, up to her eyeballs and scandals since she's been in, in, in Washington. She was in the Obama administration. But she goes before the Senate and Marco Rubio starts questioning her about biological and chemical research facilities that are in Ukraine that we don't know if they're whose hands they're in now. We don't even know who has the chemical and biological weapons. Soon it'll be Russia. But I don't, do we have him asking the question? Yeah. 
Because the scariest part of this, and we can watch it and listen, is it feels so choreographed, like it was planned. Like Marco Rubio at some point behind the scenes said to Victoria Nuland or her, her people, her staff, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you about these biological facilities and then the world's going to know. And then I'm going to ask you, will Russia use them? And you're going to answer and you're going to scare the hell out of anybody, everybody, which it does. I have to say it does. I didn't know this was a possibility. We knew he had nukes. Will he use biological weapons against the Ukrainians or against the next, I mean, when he conquers uh, conquers Ukraine, what's next? He's going to go to Romania or Moldova or Poland, and then what? We use chemical weapons. But listen to this exchange and tell me it doesn't feel completely contrived or choreographed, pre-planned. It's a little, it's a little unnerving. But this is Marco Rubio with uh, Victoria Nuland, I believe, two days ago. Well, um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask you. Um... Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Wow. Uh, So if there's a chemical attack against the Ukrainians or biological, then it's the fault. Then that means Russia did it. Russia did it. They've stepped up. And if there's an attack on Russia, she believes it's a false flag operation. And Russia did that as well. So they're, they're setting it up. So if somebody gets attacked with a chemical or biological weapon, Russia did it. That, to me, right now we have 70-something percent of America who wants a no-fly zone because they're stupid and they don't know what it means for the most part. We have congressmen like Adam Kinzinger who want a no-fly zone. He knows what it means. It means World War III. It means we're at war with Russia. But this is just taking it to another level. They have chemical and biological. Oh, they got those facilities in their defense. And uh, Jennifer Griffin from Fox is getting absolutely raked for this because she came out, I believe after the story was presented on uh, Tucker and it was, there were, it was other places as well and said, Oh no, those are old Soviet facilities that we've been working with the Ukrainians to secure those for years. Those who were part of the Soviet union when Soviet union could cold controlled Ukraine. That was how long ago was that? 20 years. So you have, uh, biological and chemical facilities that were used by the Soviets 20 something years ago, more than 20 years ago. And you just, what kind of maintain them <laughs> for what these, they're not Soviet. If they're, if they're functional, if they're operating in the last 20 years, they're Ukrainian. <laughs> you know, I don't care what, uh, what Jennifer Griffin says. They're Ukrainian. They had biological and chemical weapons, which are now we fear in the hands of the Russians. So get ready. It's coming. Someone is going to get attacked with biological weapons and it's all going to be Russia's fault. And that means, you know, the 70% of Americans who now want to go to war with Russia, make that 80, make that 85. That should scare the hell out of everybody. I don't know what, what I got here to make anybody feel better today, Craig, because you know, between Kamala and Nancy (laughs) Pelosi and Victoria Newland, we have, Absolute incompetent people, absolutely duplicitous, uh, devious, up to no good people. The smart ones are the ones 
pushing, uh, you know, the, the, for World War Three, the dumb ones, they're just laughing uncontrollably and talking about Billie Jean King. But well, I do think the, the w- country is actually about to go to a, a better place because um, they seem to be pledging to a new flag. <laughs> So. Oh, good. Yeah, we. Yeah, why don't we get to that? We can get to. Yeah, if you know, if you thought there wasn't any good news, this is amazing. This is amazing. I don't even know where to. You know what? I could do like five hours a day on this because <laughs> you just sit here, and you know, I think of my, I think of my father. I think of people from the greatest generation, most most of whom are gone now. I think of you know the sacrifices they made in you know nineteen. 19- 40 and uh, 1941 and you know the, the 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 last world war and how we saved mankind and i'm watching this now and i'm saying uh how far just how far has the mighty uh, have the mighty fallen we just gave you the the uh, we haven't even mentioned joe biden and another bumbling stumbling public appearance because yeah. you know they they just they just all bleed in together but we just gave you the we just gave you the vice president, the speaker of the house and the assistant secretary of state in charge of Ukraine. Tell me any of them makes you feel any better. Tell him any of them can reassure you at any level. Oh, but then we got Pete Buttigieg. We got our secretary of transportation, a cabinet member who mismanaged the city of South Bend, Indiana, who's a laughingstock in South Bend, Indiana. But because we're in, invested in, you know, advancing progressive causes, Pete Buttigieg, who I believe just came back off uh, paternity leave because, you know, he needed uh, six months off to take care of his uh, newly adopted kid. Uh, I guess he had to be home taking care of the kid when his husband was out uh, indoctrinating children. This is a disturbing story if it were just anybody, just any guy, any activist, any progressive uh, gay rights guy. This is his uh, husband. The husband of a cabinet member was uh, caught on video indoctrinating children. Um, we got the video. I don't know if, uh, if you have to see it to to uh, uh, to appreciate it, but I, I could describe it. This is Ch- what's his name? Chasen? Chesson? I have Chasen? no idea. Actually. He took. Uh, well, why don't you just Google it for me? Buttigieg's husband. Chesson, whatever the hell his name is, uh, he took Buttigieg's last name, by the way. And he's in a classroom or in a room full of kids. And they're not, some of them look pretty damn young. They're elementary school kids. Chasten. What is it, Chasten? It's either Chasten or Chasten. There's a T in there. Chasten, Chasten, Buttigieg, Pete's husband. And Pete's husband, a cabinet member's husband, is leading these little children. And if you look at some of them, the ones to, in the background there, they look what second, third grade and others are probably Maybe. yeah, they're fifth young. or sixth grade. They're, they're elementary school kids leading in, in a pledge allegiance, not to the United States flag, not to the stars and stripes, to the rainbow flag, to the rainbow flag. Uh, this is uh this is the business. This is the job of a cabinet member's husband. But can we listen to this insanity before we move on? God, let's let's listen to Chasen Buttigieg and all these uh, poor little kids who are being brainwashed by this lunatic. All right, I pledge my heart. I pledge my heart to the rainbow. To the rainbow of the not so typical gay camp. Of the not so typical gay camp. One camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. That last kid didn't even look like he wanted to be there. No, that, that kid with the orange hair, he's like a high school kid. Yeah. So this is a gay camp. I didn't even know they had such things for kids as young. I mean, some of them were, were little kid. Like they looked to be, I don't know, third, fourth graders at a gay camp. And the husband of the Secretary of Transportation is leading them in a pledge of allegiance to the rainbow flag. And then if you're not watching, if you're just listening, he waves the flag and they all cheer. What the hell is going on? What? I mean, honestly, some parents, parents, I mean, I guess if it's not Florida, the parents aren't entitled legally to even know what these creeps are doing. But I mean, what happened to the days you went to, you know, you went to whatever basketball camp 
or you went to theater camp or dance camp, you go to gay camp and do what other than pledge allegiance to the rainbow flag. It's just uh, scary, scary, scary. But uh, that's what's going on behind the scenes. God knows that Florida don't say gay law got a lot of attention. And obviously all the powers that be were lying about it. It has nothing to do with not saying gay. It says teachers can't talk about gender identity or sexual orientation with kindergartners, first graders, second graders, and third graders. That's it. My question is, why are they allowed to talk about that stuff with fourth graders and fifth graders and sixth graders? Why is any teacher talking about gender identity with a child anyway? No idea. We have freaking lost our way. We have lost our way. But uh, hopefully some of the parents see that and say, that's what I sent my kid to. I thought she was going to make, you know, little houses out of popsicle sticks. You know, everything's everything's weird with children now. Like my my son is six years old. And the other day he caused the nosebleed because he grabbed a Q-tip, came up to me and said, I'm going to give Dada a COVID test and ramp it out my nose. (laughs) And I couldn't believe that he said that. And it it actually got me and I started bleeding everywhere. He stuck a Q-tip up your nose. Yeah, was he worried? Was he worried about you? Yeah, he thought I was sick. He, he, I gotta get my COVID test. I I say this to all my friends with young kids. I feel bad for you, man, because this country has lost. Your son is gonna come home one day and say, "Daddy, I learned about gender fluidity," and you're gonna be like eight, and you're gonna say, "What?" Yeah. First of all, that's when homeschooling starts. Yes, home and I'll, or you know Catholic schools. You don't even have to be a Catholic, but trust me. Your kid is much better off in a Catholic school than. Uh, I might be all right in New Hampshire, though. New Hampshire, you'd be much better off in Massachusetts. It is hopeless. Your kid has no chance. The 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 radicals, the nuts, are running the school systems, and they are determined to indoctrinate children. You're, they're going to be doing the pledge of allegiance to the rainbow flag <laughs> everywhere. That's not an anomaly. That's uh, the way it's working everywhere. But all right, we got lots more to get to. Uh, I want you to keep that right now. It's, I don't know what time it is. It's like, uh, you know, four or five in the afternoon in Poland. So keep tabs on the latest appearance. I want to see Kamala greeting uh, refugees because she is going to be a disaster. Every public appearance she makes over there. If we had, you know, actual like late night comedy shows, if there were, I don't know, it's a weird thought I had, but if you had like, like 11 o'clock, 1130 at night, you had like comedians come out and do a little bit and then make fun of, you know, powerful people. If those things existed, they used to, before you were around, it was like Johnny Carson and you had late night comedy shows and they would make fun of politicians. We don't have those anymore. We just have this extension of MSNBC with all these hacks like Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert. But if they were comedians, and by the way, Greg Gutfeld's getting bumped every night for breaking news, which I understand, but she would be fodder for everybody. She is such an embarrassment. She's such a clown show. It's going to continue. So you keep an eye on that. I will. While, uh, while I uh, move, to, move on to a few other things. Let me do, let me get to our sponsors. Let's get to Shay. Let's talk about my, my good friend, Mike, uh, Mike Lindell. And then we'll give you an update uh, on uh, Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett is going before a judge today, they get sentenced, and I'm. Let's. I want to pray. I want to pray. I'm going to be like Pete Buttigieg's husband and get everyone together. I want to pray he goes away and does at least a little time, because if he doesn't, he's going to be taking a victory lap and saying, "See, you know, if if he doesn't get sent to jail, I think uh, it's going to be a real uh, injustice." It's not looking good, but if that's what you you don't think so. Nah. But, all right, we'll give you the details on that, and we'll tell you why Harvey Weinstein's in trouble again, and Tiger Woods, he's still active. He's still hopefully going to play, but he's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, it was a nice ceremony last night, but I have one little bone to pick with little uh, Sam Sam Woods, his daughter, who uh, inducted him, who made a nice speech, but uh, I thought part of it was a little bit of a stretch, but uh, let me tell you first about Shea Concrete. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? 
We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> and all we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. All right, let's get to uh, Jussie Smollett today. Uh, he's going to go before a judge. He's facing, I mean, if he were like, I don't know, if, if this if this hoax that he perpetrated in Chicago were, I don't know, in Washington, D.C. on the steps of the Capitol, then he'd be looking at doing 20 years. But I'm going to guess, um, I'm going to guess that uh, they're going to go easy on him. Uh, the judge is going to go easy on him. He's facing, uh, he'll be sentenced today, three months after a jury found him guilty. I'm reading from the New York Post. Smollett was convicted on five counts of felony disorderly conduct. He's facing up to three years in prison. I believe for each count, doesn't matter. He's not going to get it. He's got a, he doesn't have a record. Experts say it's unlikely Smollett will be given a prison sentence because he has a mostly clean record. And the nonviolent nature of the charges. What? Um, uh, you know what people don't mention is there was like, I forget the number, like 3,000 hours of uh, the time of the Chicago police was dedicated to this case. Like thousands of hours. That was more than looking, that. You know, and, and it's kind of, I have a question about that because every cop, everybody knew that he made it up from the minute he did it. The cops didn't believe him. When the cops went to his apartment, he still had the noose around his neck. <laughs> yeah. They literally told him, you can take that off now. They knew he was lying from the beginning. Yet they put in thousand hours in an in investigation, but he should certainly have to pay a big whopping fine. And you know, what's the funniest part. He still insists, you know, he's telling the truth. So, I don't know if Robin Roberts will have him on again and he will cry and she will say, that's beautiful, Jussie. But today, Jussie is facing justice. And I, I just hope in the next uh, Dave Chappelle special, he includes another riff about uh, about Jussie because that was hilarious. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's not saying uh, how many hours, but it cost the city of Chicago 130 grand. Well, you know, he's got it. We know he made he made like an insane like a hundred grand per episode of the show he was on, which I've never seen. And I'm That's sure correct. he'll be fine because you know when you're a good liberal, a good you know you're uh, when you're Nick Cannon, you don't really pay a price. If you're a good liberal, you don't get canceled. So he'll be back. Mm. He'll be back. Let me tell you who won't be back. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. If you didn't, my pal, we did the story the other day. We did a story. And it was about Andrew Cuomo and asked the question, who's the biggest scumbag in the world? Who's gone free? Who's walking free? And we met, and we mentioned Bill Cosby and OJ Simpson and others. Um, Bill Clinton. 
Uh, Harvey Weinstein doesn't qualify because he's in jail, which is good. He's just the biggest, ver- biggest piece of crap. Um, but he's in jail in L.A. and he got in trouble. You know what he got in trouble for? What's that? Smuggling milk duds in the prison. <laughs> Smuggling. Well, first of all, perfect I, candy. I, I mean, he's sixty-nine years old. He's not exactly the picture of health. If I told my dentist I was eating milk duds, she'd slap me across the face. Um, when was this? It just happened just the other day. Yeah. Uh, the L.A. jail guards found and confiscated the candy in November. Um, Weinstein's counsel was subsequently informed that their legal that their legal binders and laptop bags would have to be searched from now on because <laughs> the convicted sex and sex offender claimed he was the only one. He was the one who brought the beloved movie theater snack with him when he was extradited from New York to L.A., but the guards didn't buy it saying he was searched and somebody, one of his lawyers or friends or visited and brought him the milk duds. And uh, he had to uh, apologize. He said, Weinstein told Weinstein told variety that he'd been a model inmate. This was an innocent misunderstanding. It will not happen again. I've been a model inmate following rules and regulations. I'm sincerely sorry. Weinstein serving a 23-year sentence for rape and sexual assault. He's awaiting trial on additional non-sexual charges in California. So he's doing 23 years in New York, but he's in LA facing other charges, and he smuggled in milk duds. If you were thinking, if you were thinking of smuggling something into prison, would that be your choice, milk duds? No, I would probably start with like my wife or something. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, if he was smuggling in, I don't know, a Kit Kat or, you know, a Snickers or Reese's cups, I'd say, you know, I can understand, but yeah. milk duds, that's your choice. Or even like complete sour disrespect. Patch kids, you know, yeah. if you're feared to that, if you're deciding sour patch kids or, or even like gummy bears, but you're going to smuggle in milk duds. Yeah. I don't know, man. Doesn't care know. about concessions month at all. That guy. I think, I think, um, I think he's going to, well, maybe not because God knows evil, evil people just seem to live longer. Look at, uh, you know, Whitey Bulger, Bernie Law. I don't know, but I guess he's going to die in prison. He's 69 and serving 23 years and he's not exactly the picture of health, but. I'm surprised he he survived COVID. He did. He survived COVID. That's a good point by you. He survived COVID. Harvey Weinstein, Chris Christie, uh, the Queen Mum. Me, uh, Donald Trump, and 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 Iron Head Oconee. You guys survived COVID. Anyone could survive COVID. But right. Uh, all right, before we go, we got to get to Tiger Woods. I don't want to be. I always say, Tiger Woods, what he did to his wife, what he did to his family, was a disgrace. He lied to the world, but he paid a huge price. He yeah. paid a heavy price. He was mocked and ridiculed. Hell. He was in rehab for sexual addiction and they, and like the uh, TMZ was outside the gates taking pictures of him. He was humiliated publicly over and over again. And then he came back and his comeback was spectacular. I enjoyed it as much as anyone. I like watching him play. I hope he comes back to play again. Again, he was a scumbag of a husband and he, uh, he didn't go to jail, but it was the next best thing. I think he, he lost humili- eight hundred million in the divorce. Yes, if I remember right. And on top of that, I would guess he lost hundreds of millions in, you know, endorsements and other, uh, other revenue. But you know, he had a very public uh, divorce. He paid a price, so I said, "Good, he paid a price. He can come back now." And his comeback was spectacular. I'm okay with that. I think he's one of the greatest athletes I've ever watched play, perform. He's certainly the greatest golfer ever. One of the great clutch performers ever. One of the mentally toughest guys I've ever seen. When he could take a go, when he could go out there and tee it up, and they're flying banners uh, on planes above the tee, you know, like just above that said, "Tiger loves Bootyism." That was one of the planes, booty, because <laughs> he said he wanted to get back to his Buddhist roots, and they wrote booty. With B-O-O-T-Y, Bootyism. <laughs> he just was embarrassed in front of his wife and kids and family and mother and everything. So anyway, I think he paid a price. I have no problem. I don't root against him. I hope he plays again. I love watching him. But I have one little bone to pick. 
His daughter did the speech. His daughter did a nice job last night. He's inducted into the Hall of Fame. And that was nice. I'd love it. I'd love to have my daughter honor me like that. But she said he was a Hall of Fame dad. He was going into the Hall of Fame for dads. I guess if you're a kid and this is your father, you know, it's your job to kind of overlook little, you know, little flaws in dad. But what he did to his his wife, what he did to their mother, I'm sorry, disqualifies him. I'm going to make the rules for the dad Hall of Fame. You know, we'll have the dad Hall of Fame will include, you know, I don't know who, who would be the greatest dads in the world. Bill Cosby, right? Well, <laughs> the dad that carried his son over the finish line, like in the Olympics, the kid like blew out his hamstring. He went down and carried him over the finish line. Certain guys uh, I'm going to put in the dad hall of fame. It ain't going to be Tiger Woods. Sorry. He gets to be in the golf hall of fame and the, any other hall of fame you want. But uh, yeah, you know, at one point too, that this girl looked at Charlie and goes, why is mom beating dad with a nine iron? <laughs> no. And I, I mean, they're old enough now. Clearly, they're old enough now to Google and see all the skanks Dad was with when he was pretending to be such a family guy and pretending to be a, a good father. As somebody once said, the best thing a father can do for their kid, for his kids is love their mother. And Tiger Woods did not love their mother. He humiliated their mother. Again, we're over that. We're past that. We're moving on. Well, he loved their mother, uh, but he also loved... Um uh, Shoney's waitresses. And- <laughs> he also loved the waitress. So I could wear, uh, and I mean, we went through that story in detail. He was a scumbag. He was, he took his wife to breakfast at that restaurant and she waited on him. The woman that he was banging <laughs> on the side, Power move. he humiliated his wife over and over again. Um, he gets all the honors he gets. He gets all the, gets to keep all the money. He gets all the fame. He doesn't get to be in the dad hall of fame, but anyway, Let's listen to a little bit from uh, Sam Woods last night at the Golf Hall of Fame. Dad, I inducted you into the Dad Hall of Fame a long time ago. But today, I am so proud to present my dad, Tiger Woods, into the World Golf Hall of Fame. You know, I think... I, I think, you know, she's, kids are allowed to, you know, whatever, move past the things uh, that dad did, the, the bad things dad did. It's okay. The poor girl, I mean, she looks just like, look at that. You sure she's his daughter? <laughs> no kidding. Look at that. She looks exactly <laughs> like him. Yeah. And again, he probably made up for it in so many ways, but I'm just going to, uh, let's see, how old is she? 14, 15, I believe. 15. She was born in 2007. No, she's 14. That's pretty good for a 14-year-old, pretty composed. Yeah. She's going places, and his son, Charlie, as we know already, that kid can play. Well, that, that he see. passed on was nerves of steel, apparently, because watching Charlie play golf, he didn't even act like there was no, people or cameras or nothing. I know. It was amazing, and maybe he'll end up you know, playing pro and, you know, making a living on the golf course, but uh, you're right. He's, he's passed down some, some mental toughness and clutch the clutch gene. Cause she was clutch last night. And I, again, it's her father. She's allowed to do that, but me, I'm not putting him in the dad hall of fame just yet, but all right, we'll leave it there, Craig. Uh, anything else? I know uh, you have to go deal with some technical difficulties <laughs> and uh, go deal with some traffic. So I will let you get going, but, the only thing we didn't get to was uh, the Red Sox prospect. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, I'll, uh, Dave Colony tweeted out a bizarre appearance from a Red Sox prospect. I, you know, I'm not going to take responsibility for just because I'm in Boston. I used to be on the Red Sox radio network. Um, some of the things the Red Sox do, I just want to say I don't approve of. I don't like but that's their business. You know, you can decide whether that organization is is someone you want to root for. But their uh, recent prospect, what's his name, Nestler? Yes. The guy is uh, like an anti-Semite and a racist. And he puts out a video admitting he raped someone. You can Google it. You can look for it. But again, Red Sox don't do a very good job of vetting some of their people. And uh, this is a good example. And it's bizarre. Bizarre. Did you tweet? Can you tweet that out? I can do it from the show account, yeah. 
yeah, tweet that out. It's it's what we could, it wouldn't even be worth playing because he doesn't he doesn't talk for like two minutes. He just looks at the camera. But this kid is bizarre and he is scary. And uh, I guess the Red Sox got him after you know all the bad publicity they were hoping. All this stuff wouldn't come out, and it did, so they got rid of him. But uh, Horrible person, but what a slugging what? percentage from this guy. <laughs> Generally, that's all they care about. But, yeah. And you know what? If they found out about what he was up to, but the media didn't, he'd still be on the Red Sox. But Definitely. The, the, the public found out, so they had to wash their hands of him. But check out the video he put out and tell me that this isn't one troubled young man. But uh, maybe we'll get into that tomorrow. We will leave it there. To, by the way, tomorrow you can join us. You can join us on Locals. You can sign up. You can subscribe. It's not free, but it is cheap. And uh, we do our show on Fridays for our Locals community. And uh, we'd love to have you join us. The whole but gang's going to be together tomorrow. That's right. We're going to have our interns. We're all coming in there to the uh, Studio 550 Studios and hanging out with you tomorrow. And if you'd like to join us, sign up at callahan.locals.com. Join the family, all right? But that will do it for today. Thank you to Craig. Thank you to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll talk to you tomorrow only on Locals.